Welcome to Go Home Heat, a sports entertainment podcast, Shakespearean episodes, theater in the round. Are you ready, Justin? Let's rock. This is me, KP. And I'm going to kind of save the main storyline, Edge, Usos, for the end. And we'll go through kind of the rest of the episode and kind of do that all at one time. I like that. Corbin, uh, still down on his luck there. Lost some uh, money, lost his crown, almost lost his house. Got to get in the money in the bank match. Yes, sir. He also lost the plot armor where they didn't make fun of his hairline. Woof. They buried him last night. Like his hairline. Whoa, dude. That was kind of... I thought that was a little much. That was hurtful, dude. That was hurtful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Big E was, was ringside here with his uh, <laughs> couch, refrigerator, and a couple of very fine foot massage water things. Um, portable petties, as our good friend Pat McAfee said, and Cole. Yes, did you notice that they had their legs overlapping each other and were each like they were sharing waters? Yeah, that made me very uncomfortable. (laughs) I think both of those guys, Big E. Like is goofball, and Pat McAfee is a goofball, and I just don't. I think if you put those two together, it's going to be pretty hilarious every time. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. They they killed it during this. McAfee kills it every week, and Big E is great at talking segments. And I thought, you know, we had a segment. Well, we'll get to that later. Anyway, the match was so so. It was whatever, and um. Well, this match how many times now correct and we love these guys not the first two or three times they had this match it was great right i even like had no doubt who was going to win this match did you have any doubt who's going to win this match no no that was the point of the whole reason to have a shinsuke nakamura match there were two reasons to have this match one was so shinsuke and boogs could drive up in his car and the other was because we're going to play Boogs down. And all of this is to put in Corbin's face the fact that he's no longer a king. And it, like you said, man, you know, they're, 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 they're putting down Corbin. They're making fun of his hairline. He's lost everything. It really feels like we're trying to... Wait get this guy so low he turns into a baby face doesn't it it does and i think that's where they're going and i have no problem with that my only problem with this whole thing right here was this match was about i don't know how long do you think this match was this is two segments wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah you know it's about 15 minutes of show time maybe maybe almost close to 20 it should have been about 10 well considering that it takes a little while to do a- Boogs' entrance and all that. Yeah, it should it shouldn't have been if you're gonna, you know, do the Corbin's down thing, 
you know, have him lose, you know, quicker. Why is it competitive? Right. Yeah. Right. But Even if I you want. I love the finish. Oh. Uh, you know, how Shinsuke, like, kneed him in the face a couple times and then just can shot at him. Right. Which Shinsuke should have more finishes like that. Yeah. You know, he every now and then he should be a killer, you know, and it shouldn't have to. Yeah. And, and you know, I did think that. I did think Big E did a good job of portraying Corbin as formidable, even though because we we don't need to lose sight of the fact that this guy has been the biggest problem for all of the superheroes on their way to or all of the heroes on their way to the top of the rung for yeah. a while now. You know what I mean? You know, because people can belittle Corbin as a wrestler. And even if you want to do that, you can't belittle him as a presence. And I don't think you no, should do either. I, I love him as a wrestler. I yeah. think Corbin's a great. Agreed. I think he's good at everything. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, we wind up I'm with... i him as a baby face because I've never seen him in that role. So. Right. Right. Now, then, to just follow along this, this little thing here, we had a... Uh, Seth versus Cesaro also. Now, in between, there was some stuff going on. Well, you know what? Let's just say. Bailey's hurt. She's out nine months. Sonya goes out to the ring and has to tell everybody what's going on. And she winds up saying, hey, I'm going to appoint her replacement for the title match, which is going to be Carmella. And Carmella comes down and says, you've got to tell everybody how beautiful. And boom. Here comes Liv, because Liv's been mad about this kind of crap the whole time. Uh, Liv comes down. She says, how could you dare? And Sonya says, well, and Sonya goes into full-on boss mode, as in I'm your boss, or I'm your mom, or I'm your, you know what I mean? Like, full-on, almost a Vince style, or, you know, or else, and says, I was going to put you in this match, and I still am. You can be in the money in the bank as long as you get out of my ring in 30 seconds. I kind of loved that part of this segment. Up until mm-hmm. this point, I liked it. It followed along the storyline. I don't need to see Liv wrestle Mella again right now. I don't need to see Liv. You know what I mean? Like I, I kind of liked all of that. Now Liv can go prove herself. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then move up. Right. And but then Bianca comes out, and I love Bianca Belair. But the one little thing that bothered me about this was when she said, I don't even know if you're really hurt. Dumb. I didn't like it. I didn't like whoever wrote that for her. Right. Because to me, the wrestling world, Bianca is our new baby face that we love, right? Mm-hmm. And the wrestling world loves Bailey regardless of whether or not she's a bad guy. Yeah, doesn't matter cuz she's a great. Yeah, and we all know that that's this is an act and she's just a wonderful human, right? And so mm-hmm. to say that in that spot even though we know it's kind of baloney doesn't do anything for my champion. No, it only hurts. Right. Why not just say I'll get you when you get back. Don't worry. I'm waiting. I'll still have yeah. the belt. Don't worry about it. And But anyway, that was the only little part of this segment I wasn't really appreciative of. To show your point, though, too, just to kind of point out what you're talking about there. Did you see what Big E was wearing in the ring? 
when he was sitting out there with Pat Maxey. What was he wearing? He was wearing a Ding Dong Hello shirt. Right. Right. And, you know. Everybody, even when it doesn't matter, you know. What to even Britt Baker put a thing on her Twitter feed about uh, her heart was black because another role model was gone for a little bit. Get well soon. You know what I mean? I mean, everybody likes Bailey. Everybody. You know? Uh, I mean, here's how bad it is. Even Jim Cornette likes Bailey. Right. Even, Even he gets that you can't not put her over. Yes. Because, you know, Jim, I don't know if Jim likes or dislikes anything. I think. No, no, he's a back. Everything he, about him is back. Yeah, it's all a work. <laughs> Everything is work. Yeah. Now, um, we get we did get a thing where uh, we find out that Tony Storm is going to be. Dude, my greatest fear with all of this was they were going to steal all the women out of my NXT division. And lo and behold, Boy, that. Fast, didn't they? Oh my goodness! Tony Storm is going to be on soon on SmackDown, which I I think she'll fit in nicely. She's great. I get that they kind of needed somebody on the show, but that said, then we get Shotzi and Tegan Knox come out, and they're not shot. The huh? I was like, what the hell? Where's him Moon? I was too. I was too, Justin. And they have so... This match was okay. And it was kind of a squash for Tegan and Shotzi on your champs, which was interesting in a way. But by the same token, Ember... uh, You know why this match was okay and just okay? Because I know how good Ember and Shotzi are together. And I know the chemistry they built. And for them to just take that away from me, at least give me that... You know what I mean? Now, to me, this means Ember is going to be some kind of a force in in NXT. Yeah. But why did we have it, it? Also, kind of, and I know this is you a know different. What it reeks of Kevin Vince McMahon. It does. Vince didn't tell NXT what was going on. No, he just Bailey got hurt. And he ele- and es- he escalated some plans or did some stuff. Oh, well, that one and that one. Yes. But they're not teaming together. They were standing together when I walked in. So that's two I want. Well, I think that they worked together last week before. Um, may- Maybe they'll let Shotzi and Tegan do both shows for a minute. Because it seems like Tegan's in a program with Candice, right? I thought so. I don't know. It, it's really confusing, but I, I don't think. I think they're just. I, do you think that they care? No. Do you think the Vince McMahon NXT is it's an actual other show? No. Or do you think you look at this as developmental? It's just developmental, and, right? Yeah. And I don't it, care if I screw the plot line up. I mean, you you can see. I mean, that's why Cole and Gargano and guys like that are safe because he doesn't know what to do with them anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh. Anyway, but. That said, I love Shotzi, but I, dude, her, her aesthetics fits so well in that NXT completely oh, so black happy. building. I'm kind of worried. I'm worried about Tegan though. Yeah, he just got 
you didn't get any time to get broke, you know, get broke back in real good to get, you know, you're you're up there and whew. Yeah. And she can't miss because Vince will give up on her. Mm-hmm. Legit pressure right there. It really is. It really is. Now, going back to the men's money in the bank, we have another qualifier match with Seth and Cesaro with Kevin Owens on commentary. And I felt kind of – I love Kevin Owens, but I felt like Big E was a little better on commentary than Owens. Owens kept kind of referring to himself a lot uh-huh. during it, which was fine, I guess. But um, And don't get me wrong, he put over Cesaro and even put over Seth a little bit. But I did think the match was really good. And – Again, you have two really good workers. I was a little disappointed that Seth went over. Um, I, that was my point. The match was great. I didn't like the ending. No, because... I think I, you killed the star's momentum in like three weeks. Right. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm a Seth Mark, but what's going to happen at Money in the Bank, I'm almost sure of, is Seth is going to lose that Money in the Bank match. And he's going to stomp on Edge's head at the end of the show. And then we're getting Edge versus Seth at SummerSlam. And Roman versus whoever, right? But Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I don't know if Seth is going to cost Edge the match. You know what I'm saying? But Uh he's going to step on Edge's head at the end of that pay-per-view. I mean, because... And we'll get we'll get there as to how we kind of know that's happening, right? Go on DraftKings and see if they'll take that one. Yeah, will will the show end with Seth Rollins' foot on Edge's head? Yeah, yeah, it's almost a given, right? But anyway, um, so like I said, now the the story in the match winds up being, and I thought it, you know how Cesaro has this one vein running through the middle of his head. That kind of sticks yeah. out in front of the rest of him. Yeah. Well, it came into play here because dur- during a part of it, somehow Seth manages to untie the top turnbuckle while being held straight out <laughs> by Cesaro, who's got his feet. You know what I mean? And he somehow manages to hold that and kind of untie it and then pop it off. Well, Seth has been secretly brought in a very important trainer to his wrestling school to train him in such nefarious tactics. Yano was seen <laughs> sneaking into Iowa. I knew. I knew you were going there, and I love it. Dude, if you have never watched Yano New Japan matches and you like a little bit of comedic wrestling, by all means, hop into that and check that out. So then we wind up with the turn, the top turnbuckle uncovered, Cesaro makes a dive at Seth, and Seth dodges and pushes. He hits his head on that thing, splits his head wide open. And I mean, I don't think it was a, I don't think he bladed because it happened immediately. Yeah. And he, and he was cut open. And the rest of the match was Seth slamming his head because he, he couldn't get him pinned on that, and when he kicks out, they go to the outside of the ring. He hits his head on a couple of things, tries to pin him again, doesn't work. Takes him out the other side, DDTs him on the ramp. I do like that Seth DDTs him on the ramp and then sells it. It hurt his back. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, man, I feel bad for you. Also, the other guy's covered in blood, and you just hit his face on the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so then he gets him in a ring, and he doesn't quite get him. We get a, a roll-up thing. Cesaro... Seth counters a strike by bouncing off the rope and stepping on Cesaro's head. We get the one, two, three. I would have preferred Cesaro go over and be in the money in the bank. Um, Do you think they'll have one of those, you know, last chance matches like Sami Zayn, uh, Cesaro, and whoever else is the third man out? Nah, man, I don't. I don't. I, I don't know what they're doing with Cesaro right now. Um, it's confusing. It is. Although I will say, if Kevin Owens and Big E are moving, are going to be involved in a bigger picture thing, with Edge being out of the way, I almost feel like Big E's about to be challenged. I, unless somebody from out of the company jumps into this, I feel like Big E is challenging Roman soon. Which means there's room for somebody to challenge Apollo. And Cesaro feels like the right guy. That would be good. Yeah, well, that could the, work. We know the matches will be good. Yeah. You know, as long as that dude don't catch him in the Adam's apple with that elongated thumb, we'll be all right. Terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> One one move I do want to point out during this match, though, is a, a bunch of good moves, by the way. But, you know, Cesaro's on the top rope, and he's looking to fly, and Seth runs up there like we've seen a million times where he does the uh, superplex Falcon Arrow. But when he uh -huh. goes for the Falcon Arrow, it gets countered oh, yeah. by a suplex that would, in theory, be a Falcon Arrow, but Seth's weight in theory, carries him over into the ropes and they both flip over. And that is such a dangerous spot. And yet... Terrifying. And yet, Cesaro is so freaking strong and Seth has pretty good body control. Like, I don't know that Seth... As Cesaro's backing up, holding him straight up and down, Seth's body, like, they're a straight line. Seth never went left, never went right. The straight line, which tells you how strong Cesaro is. And then when they go over the ropes, Seth's feet hit flat. And then when Cesaro goes over, his feet hit flat, and they both fall on their own. Mm -hmm. You know how high freaking level that is to not be in a bit of danger? And the... <laughs> They're both freaks athletes, dude. Yeah. strength is, is ridiculous and um, insane, and his his athleticism. But and Seth Rollins, man, that dude. There are not many people on that dude's level, like cardio wise and body control, because of all the CrossFit jazz he does, and how man he's just. Yeah, well, I don't. Both. Ridiculous. It's blatantly obvious how much Cesaro has to do with that. Right, because he's the one doing the holding and the dropping. However, I assume that for Cesaro to land properly, Seth's got to be landing his feet and holding Cesaro in a certain position and kind of lowering him properly at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't like, and you know, and when Cesaro 
is he's going back first over the thing, right? Yeah. Like, how do you do? How do you even? Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's so crazy. Okay, now into the Shakespeare. Um, Jimmy Uso uh, comes out and. Well, we start out backstage. Jimmy Uso's walking towards Roman's locker room. Paul cuts him off and lets him know that Roman does want to address him, but right now he has something else. He's got basically Roman's got to clear his agenda first, and then he'll address you. And so then Roman hits the ring and lets us know that you know there were doubts in my mind. He said, "You can ask anybody. Ask Brock," which was an interesting thing to throw out. Paul uh-huh. ask Brock. Sometimes fighters have doubt. Maybe I had 10 seconds in there. Maybe it was 20. But that's what fueled me to be great. That's what, you know, allowed uh-huh. allowed me to stack you two guys up and put a t-shirt out about it, right? And uh-huh. then he says, now I want to address Jimmy. And Jimmy comes out and he says, now you want to know where I was? First of all, I didn't tell you to do any of that. You know, you decided last week to start something with Edge. I never told you to. Now you're trying to blame me for it. Where was I last week? You think I took the week off? I was doing what you weren't able to do, and Jay comes out. So basically, I put the family back together, and then he tells them that all along I wanted you guys to be tag team champs. All along I wanted you guys to do things, and the way we excel is together. And... Then they embrace their leader. All things are good here in the bloodline. Roman Jedi mind trick these guys. What'd you think about this? I loved it. It was great from start to finish. Um, even the little part where Jay kind of like, you know, even when you're in this darkness, he's talking to Jimmy, kind of half acknowledging what we all know. Right. It did feel like they did, in a way, address without addressing the fact that Jimmy had some issues during the week off screen. Right? Yeah. And, it, you know, a little subtle nod to it without being completely. Right. Well, it's a tricky thing. Well, uh, here's the thing. Okay. He, he got accused of a DUI during the week. This isn't the first or second time this has happened. And it was a nobody. I don't think anybody I know thought he was going to be on SmackDown. I did not. Right. And so, and things like this are tough to address. You know what I mean? I mean, it would, first of all, it's a TV show. You're not necessarily even if he were to come out and do a speech about how he's really sorry, it doesn't necessarily fit an, uh-huh. an entertainment show. Right. And so, and he's an actor, you got, you got to think about it. That's not Jimmy Uso didn't get arrested. Right. Jonathan Fatu got arrested. Correct. And there is a process also involved in these things. And we don't know what that process is. And I, I was thinking about this during the week where, normal media right does not do a whole lot of covering pro pro wrestlers right they just don't you know what i mean like if you know, wwe has to work hard to get people to acknowledge all these good things they do charitable causes they do 
you know, they have to pub them out there. They have to call your entertainment shows to put it out there and all that. But let one of them screw up, boy. And it's the biggest thing, you know? Oh, yeah. You you mess up like that. And, and I'm not defending anything, you know what I mean? I've had my issues with alcoholism. You know, I, I'm lucky enough to be, you know, 20 years past that. But I can promise you, that don't mean I got it whooped either. It's a thing that you deal with every day, you know? And, uh, which I, this is also a wrestling thing, so maybe this is too much. But my point here is, <clears throat> they sure do love to jump on you when things go wrong out there in the press world. Boy, don't they? <laughs> well, ask Shikari Richardson about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so let's move on to something fun. Um, the rest of the show. So, now now they have realigned and they go running off into this different program backstage where they, they talk about, we're going to go jump edge. So, they go to his door room. They go to his dressing room. And Jimmy's going to knock. And Jay is like, hold on, bro. What are you going to do, send him a note? Why would we knock if we're going to go beat him up? We wait out here. We jump him when he opens the door. Right? Which was funny. Right there, Kevin. (laughs) Well, it it does kind of show the difference between where the Usos were and where they are. Jimmy wanting to knock and Jay knowing, no, that's not how we do things anymore. Right? Uh Uh-uh. Although I do believe they're the guys who... um, did the uh, back shaving segment, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But let's just ignore all that. Never happened. Um, Never happened. So then we get Edge backstage, but the way we wind up seeing him is gets us entangled with the Seth Rollins world where Seth is celebrating his victory over the top happy. Michaela's interviewing him. And then he starts to say, Edge never... Um, Edge doesn't belong in that match. I should have been the main event anyway. I earned it, and that's when Edge walks up and says, nothing's changed since 2014, has it, Seth? Which 2014 is the moment where Seth's never going to get another title shot, and he puts his foot on, if I remember the program correctly, puts his foot on Edge's head and forces the GM to to give him his title shot or else I'll break his neck. It forces Cena to do it or I'll break his neck. Right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, here we are. I'm fully healthy. Nothing's changed. I ain't forgot. And he even says, I hadn't forgotten, Seth. Mm-hmm. And then he marches off to go deal with, because when, when the Usos go in his locker room, he's not there because he's looking for the whiny voice backstage that is Seth Rollins's. <laughs> nasally crazy voice and this segment's good but as he walks away you know okay we're going into Seth we just started Seth Edge regardless uh-huh. of what winds up happening with with Edge Roman right I mean that was ding ding you know mm-hmm. and Edge goes down to the ring. He calls out Roman. Roman has been alerted early in the show by Paul that he's going to call your punk card, which I didn't know there was a punk card. Is there a punk card? 
Mm-hmm. Here's Pockard. Okay, well, it seems to be because he's going to call it. And so um, he goes to the ring. He says, come on out. Roman says, I'm going to handle this by myself. He leaves the Usos backstage. He tells Paul to hold his belt when he gets to Gorilla. He goes out literally by himself as he approaches the ring. Jimmy and Jay backstage go, that smell a rat. And I thought that was silly. It turned out they were right. They come out, and as they are standing a little bit behind Roman, Mysterio's music hits. The Mysterio's attack. Uh, the Usos, we get a brawl. Uh, I thought this went pretty well. The the brawl went okay. Uh, Roman gets beat up a little bit. It's some eventually he rolls away for, to freedom. Uh, the Usos now are behind in the numbers game. We get the spear. We get the holding still Ray. Edge breaks the chair, takes that piece of the chair leg, puts it through his mouth, and we get back to back. What, what, what did Jimmy call edge faces where mm-hmm. edge puts that pole right between their right, right in their mouth and pulls back on it. And it just looks terrible the way it looked. It looked terrible on Roman. The fact that uh-huh. they picked that moment out of the match and turned it into this program was really smart because Very Roman, smart. Roman did have the look of terror of, of terror in his face. When that happened, Jimmy yeah. recreated that moment just perfectly last week. And Jay recreated it here, and so did Jimmy again. And Roman is standing there alone watching his family be brutalized. And we have two... Doesn't do nothing. Yeah, right. (laughs) He's demoralized by it, but it's not like he's going to get involved. (laughs) No, 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 no. What did you think? I loved it, dude. I loved it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I did too, man. I did too. I, I absolutely enjoyed that part of it. Now, you said you had a little issue with the Cesaro thing. Was there anything else you really had issue with? Just the length of the Shinsuke-Corbin match, if you're going to do it over again. I didn't think you needed Corbin. You could have switched up Cesaro. and I don't know. You could have done it somehow, like Cesaro versus Baron Corbin. He goes over. I, I don't know. Seth. I don't know. I just didn't think you need that same matches again this many times or to bury Cesaro. Right. That's the only two things I have problems with. Yeah. They, you never know. They may if they, have a plan. If they don't do something with Cesaro here, it is going to uh, – people aren't going to like it. Mm-mm. You know, because Cesaro's run was fun for all of us. And Cesaro beating and humiliating Seth there through WrestleMania was fun for all of us. And so this flip side where Seth is building to a program with Edge and maybe Roman, um, it 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 kind of hurts a little bit. You know what I mean? And they could have done mm-hmm. all that without Cesaro losing. Yeah. He could have gone elsewhere. The only thing I can think of is if Cesaro keeps winning, then why doesn't he get an immediate rematch with Roman at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So so maybe in order to put him back in that main event program, they are looking to put him in something with Apollo for a little bit. I'm hoping I'm hoping that's where we're going with that. So um, 
For my man Justin, you had a good time though. I did. I did. I did too. I did too. All right, for my man Justin, this is me, KP. Uh, check out our friends at Skin Project, the G I N N Project.com. Justin. Go home.